we're back. This is episode four of Two Clowns and a Goat. I'm TC. And I'm Alex. Let's get into it. Okay, so this is something that literally just blew my mind. And I think I'm literally. just I think it's just because I'm an idiot. Cause so I'm gonna ask you, what is the smallest coin? The smallest US coin? The smallest US coin. Dime. Yeah, it's a dime. Don't think about it too hard. Okay. So what's the second smallest? Uh, I'd go penny. Yeah, it's a penny. When I was little, like, because everyone, like, you get it, you, you stack the quarter, you put the nickel, and then the penny, and then the dot. Yeah. And for some reason, I think they changed the size of a dot. Like, look at this. Look how close in size those are right now. What is that? It's a penny and a dime. <laughs> like, for some reason, I remember the dime being so much smaller. Like, it would fit, like, you know, like, pretty inside the penny, and then the penny would fit. Yeah, they're almost inside. identical. They're almost identical. Was it, has it always been like that? It might have changed it on the eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was sitting there, and it was just... Uh, Dumbfounded. It, it was when I was here with you and Jeff at Chick-fil-A the other day, and I paid the cash. <laughs> I got my coins back, and I was just staring there while Jeff was talking. I was like, when did they get the same size? You know what? You know what it might be? I think you're right. They might be about to get rid of the penny. And oh. they're just like making the, the dime the replacement size. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But the penny's going to be gone soon. Don't you think? I don't know. You, I mean, the penny's worthless. But it's got Abe Lincoln on it. You get rid of the penny, you're saying you're getting rid of Abe Lincoln. No, nah, he's still on the five. Oh, that's true. He's on the five, isn't he? Yeah. Who or the ten. Just, no, he's just, on the five. Didn't they put somebody on something recently? Yeah, they got... Um, Harriet Tubman. She's going to be on the... Is she on the five? She's, they got rid of Andrew Jackson, I believe. Oh, yeah. He closed I think he was a, on the 10? That's a total guess, though. I think it was a 20. The 20? Okay. I don't know either. She's definitely on there, though. I think they're coming out soon. Well, regardless. So it's either that. It's either that, like, the U.S. government is changing the size, or it's always been like this, and we're living in an alternate reality. I like that. <laughs> Have you heard the Bernstein Bears theory? No. <laughs> you know who the Bernstein Bears are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The book thing. How would you spell that? How would you, how would you spell Bernstein? B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. Right, exactly. S-T-E-I-N at the end, correct? Yeah, Steen. Steen. If you go on Google right now and look up the name, it's A-I-N. What? Do you spell Steen? It is one of the biggest conspiracy theories out there right now in the world. That we are at some point over the last 15, 20 years since Bernstein Bears came oh, out. wow, it is. That we have switched over into an alternate reality. And now just the very subtle differences, like the E changed to an A. So they That might, is so weird. It's weird. Why it's do people weird. pronounce it Bernstein? Exactly. Not only that, it's Berenstein. Exactly. So maybe... <laughs> Maybe at some There's point... There's a whole extra E and R in there. <laughs> maybe when we entered our new universe and Bernstein became Bernstein... They the, changed the size the of the dime dimes and the pennies? became the same size of the penny. I don't know. What else are we missing? More. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so, I hear you had a story. I do. Okay, story time. I do. And I'm ashamed of it. That's how I'm going to preface All the story. Right. I'm very ashamed That's of it. That's a good it. way to start stories. So, I was fire extinguisher inspecting the other day. As you're prone to do. And I was finishing up my territory for the month. And I was about an hour into it. Okay, it was, it was in the morning. This is probably around 11. 
and I'm in the physics building. Have you ever been in the physics building? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's Hated. old. Yeah, very it's old. old. It's probably it was probably made in the fifties. Okay. So I'm on the third floor, which is the top floor, and all of a sudden, I had this horrible urge that I had to go number two. It just hit me like a brick wall. Okay. So I'm like, oh, this is not good. I'm not going to be able to do this because I'm walking and stuff. And that, that kind of forces it out. It makes me have to go more. So I had to look for a bathroom immediately. Immediately. <laughs> so I'm on the third floor. There's no one up there. I was the only one on the third floor. What time of day is this? This is 11. Okay. It's right around 11. And so I like always looking for quiet bathrooms. Yeah, you want to find the one no one else is in. Because I'm about to do some embarrassing things. I don't want anyone to be in there to hear this. It's just awkward. Someone it's walks awkward. In. No I matter can't what do you're it. doing in the bathroom, someone walks in, you're just like... Ah. I hold it. I, I can't do it. So I'm looking for a very secluded bathroom. Right. And on the third floor in that building, it's weird. There's a door off the main hallway. Okay? And you push that open. And now you're in like a kind of side hallway that's really, really cramped and small and old. And there's like six doors on this small little hallway, like wooden doors. And one of the doors says private bathroom. Okay. I'm like, I've struck gold. <laughs> That's exactly what you were this looking for. This is exactly for. what I needed. So I pushed that door open. Oh, no. And now there's like a little, like two foot, three foot space. There's empty space before there's another door. And I pull that door open and I'm in the bathroom. Okay. okay? Now there's no stalls in this bathroom. There's just a single toilet seat. Does this door lock? It locks. Okay, good. So it's, it's, I'm in like probably a three by three room now with a single toilet. I lock the door <laughs> behind me. I'm free to do my business and I'm feeling good. I let That's it... like the hiding place in the hiding place in the hiding place. Yeah. Right? It's like Inception. So <laughs> I do my business. I feel relieved. I'm in there for probably 10 minutes. I go to wash my hands. I get the paper towels. I'm wiping my hands off. I open the first door back out into the little two foot little cubby space and as i open the door i see the door two foot in front of me out into the side hall closing so someone had just opened it and left when they heard me coming out so as i come out of that door into the side hall there's about a 50 year old lady there now mind you i just did some damage in this bathroom i don't know what i ate the night before it didn't smell good it was rancid. <laughs> TC, it was rancid. And I'm not ashamed to say it. It's all natural. This lady's out there, about 50, 50 years old, maybe 45, I don't know. And she's holding her lunch in her hand. And open, and there's no lid on it. It was like salad or something in this, oh, this, in this Tupperware container. And she looks at me, like, from two feet away, right into my eyes, deep into my soul. And she said, is it all good in there? And I said... Yep, we're good to go. <laughs> and I let her enter the war zone. She walked in there with her lunch? With her lunch. And there was fecal matter flying around. <laughs> and it smelled like sulfur. I ran. TC, I was going to finish the building. I ran. I left. I was like, I can't be seen here. <laughs> I ran down the hallway, found the exit, and was outside. Oh my goodness. I, it was a complete betrayal of trust. She looked into me. She had, she had total trust in me, total faith, and I stabbed her right in the back. I let her walk in there, unsuspecting. Was to be fair, what do you say? Oh, no. It smells. Uh, I wouldn't go in there if I was you. 
I really want to know, like, does that her routine? She goes and she eats lunch in the bathroom? I, is that her office? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But she was bringing her lunch in there, and I, I just, I felt horrible. That's so weird. It was horrible, dude. It was so bad. How big is your territory now? Are you close to Nick's size or no? No, I, I've topped out at right around like 450 extinguishers. What's Nick at? Nick's at like 800. So he works, he works double the time, but he gets double the money. So he's getting about 400, 400 a month. How many people do this? Is it just you, Nick, and Brian? Brian, Brian doesn't do it anymore. Oh wow! She quit and gave her territory up. Um, but no, there's like it's like a team of ten. Okay. And Nick's so, got the most. Nick, Nick's got the most. That's and, so awesome. And he's man. he's the best. Uh, he's the best worker by far. And he's been working there the longest. Like she loves Nick. <laughs> like he does. She gets so mad at us when we wait to upload our all of our scans on the last day. Nick does it sporadically. Like every time he does a building, he goes in and uploads it. And she's like, "Oh, Nick, he got picked for like the for the worker of the month, actually." Oh, congratulations! So, congratulations to Nick. Nick, let's give it up, for Nick. Big Nick, great job. Big Nick. Uh, that's that's huge. That's a big accomplishment for him. Yeah. So, I just finished up the actually my last scan today. You done? You done forever? Today. It's over. Wow. It's end of an era. Do you have to keep the vest? No, I gotta turn it in. Mm, it's too bad. You never got to use it. But I think it's important that I think we should invest in some vests. We gotta try it, just like because this is all these videos of people just you know we're wearing a vest to go wherever we want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If we have if we invest in vests, then we could go anywhere we want. We could stay in the Super Bowl. You've heard about those Irish guys that suck into the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Amazing. And let's let's be honest. If Kaiki Costa can sneak in to the yep. field of a UGA Clemson game, yep. Anybody should be able to do it. He also snuck into the Beaver concert. He snuck into the Beaver concert? Did you hear concert? about that? No. Him and Marblestone. That's pretty epic. Because Beaver came to Atlanta, and what was that? That was a while ago. Two, three years ago? Mm -hmm. I think it was three years ago, actually. And they went in there. Here's what they did. So that was when the Georgia Dome was still here. Okay? Yeah. And they had no tickets, and they went around to the outside of the dome, and there's little smoking sections. Okay. Where... Once you're in, there's like certain doors that you can come back out <coughs> and stay in a little gated area, smoke, and then go back in. Right. So they found one of those little gates, pulled it aside, walked right in. That's it. They just walked in. They walked right in. That's it. That was that was uh, three years ago, y'all. <laughs> they said the Beaver concert. They've never seen a higher concentration of beautiful girls there ever. Yeah, I met because it was everyone that was in love with Beaver in middle school, and I was. Yeah. They said it was up. insane. Absolutely <laughs> insane. Another thing they did there, I don't think I, I don't think I told you this. They took a picture of a ticket and show. It was like a I forgot what they did exactly, but they they had like a a fake picture of a ticket on their phone and they showed it to some lady and got in the lower section. <laughs> and that got me thinking, like, if you get an actual ticket to an event, like it's all on your phone now. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you from like photoshopping a new section number on there. No. And showing it to the lady and then just letting you in. Like, all you need is the barcode to get in. They don't, they're not checking. We come us. back to this kind of apocalyptic techno future pretty much every episode, I feel like. <laughs> like, that's, that's a lot of room to grow there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. But yeah, because I was reading, there's this guy did an AMA on Reddit, and he was an ethical hacker. So uh -huh. he has a team of like six people. white hat? Yeah, so they go in and they test, uh, they spend a lot of their time like testing the company's like computer systems yeah, and security, security yeah. and then they go and actually try to break in in person using what they've done so he said like they would use 
they had an employee picked out who his passwords were weak, so they got his passwords, and they yeah. needed his fingerprint. So they watched him go to the bathroom and then use some wet toilet paper to take his fingerprint and use it for a fingerprint scanner, put in this password, and they got into where they needed to go. That's amazing. He said they were they did a mall, and they basically took out a whole ATM just because they were wearing those vests. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's Dude, really cool. If you have a vest and a clipboard, you're, you're untouchable. Yeah. No one no one questions you. No. Because you could go anywhere. Who's going to be that guy? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, what are you doing here? Uh, dude, I have a vest and a clipboard. What do you think I'm doing here? Uh, do you watch Yes Theory on YouTube? I've watched a couple of videos, not a whole lot. So they they don't do it as much anymore, but they kind of built their channel originally sneaking into things. <laughs> like the, uh, oh, what was the premiere? I think it was La La Land. The La La Land premiere. In LA? In LA. They went and they, they have an Australian friend. And they got her to, on the phone, they called up, they called the the event that night. It was at uh, some theater in downtown LA. They called up the theater with some Australian girl. It was like, "Hello, uh, we are the producers of a small film." And she's like, "Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You'll be on our VIP list." And they show up there and they're like, "Yeah," and they get <coughs> VIP tickets and all this stuff. They walked in for free. It was just insane the stuff you can do. They uh, have you seen the video of the pardon my take guys pretending to be Del Vadova? No. So this was back when Jason Kidd was coaching the Nets. They called the Nets front office. And this secretary answered. And I'm like, Crocky, this is Matthew Della Vadova. Can you connect me to Coach Kidd? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. One sec. So <laughs> she calls Coach Kidd's cell. And they're like, hey, Coach, this is, uh, you're on, on part of my take. They're just asking. They're just talking to him for a bit. And then Those guys are such <laughs> All you need is an Australian accent. So Australian accent and a vest would basically get you the White House. Untouchable. Yeah. Now, do you believe the, I think it was Logan, no, it was Jake Paul. Do you believe he actually snuck into the White House? No, not at all. Because you've seen that video, right? Oh, yeah. That was the fakest thing I've ever seen. Isn't he fighting KSI? Logan is. Is that Logan? Okay, I get him confused. And KSI's going to kill him. KSI's going to kill him. <laughs> KSI's going to absolutely murder That's him. the fight we've all been waiting. Like, we were really, really hyped for Mayweather versus uh, uh, McGregor, but this is going to be way better than that. Dude, if like, these Imagine that on Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> dude. If these fights on YouTube start taking off, like this might be the most watched event in YouTube history. Oh, by far. I doubt they would actually stream that though on YouTube. It seems a little. Uh... I think they are. Oh, they? I think that'd be cool. I, I assume they are. They're gonna definitely video it and put it on YouTube. Maybe not know. live. But that would be really cool. Apparently, their dads are gonna fight too. Good. Uh, well, at least Good. We want to see the difference in the generations. I think <laughs> you know. But before we get too far away from this, because. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just going back to this whole, I think I figured out our problems for the future, right? So, uh, this is back. This is my story time, but I'm like stealing it from someone else, so it's plagiarism. Good. Uh, 1976. There is this guy in Britain, and he wants—I don't remember his name—but he wanted this guy, Kit Williams, to help him make a kid's picture book. And so, Kit Williams didn't want to listen. This is this is going to come first. So, Kit Williams didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to like draw out all these pictures, only to have kids flip through it in like two seconds because he felt like that was derogatory to his work. Okay. So he made like I think it was like thirteen or something pictures, and he made it basically a giant treasure map, and there are all these clues hidden in the pictures that would lead you to a ten carat golden rabbit that he had dug and hidden somewhere. And this is real life. This is real life. This That's was in the seventies. So it was uh they it was in seventy six. They published it. They published like fifty thousand copies. And by the end of the week, they'd had to publish, like, 150,000 more. That's how many people were buying this book. Wow. And no one could figure it out. Like, the first 
three or four years, no one had anything. The guy would, they literally like, they did a documentary about it and he showed him like just bags and bags of letters that you'd have to skim through to see if anyone had actually like solved the puzzle and he would tell him, yeah, yeah, you solved it, go get it. Yeah. Um, eventually, I think, I didn't write down the date, I think it was in 1982, someone actually solved it. Like they'd send him a, like a little map and like pointed and described it. He's like, yeah, you got it, go for it. And it turned out it was, uh, I don't know, it was actually his, ex-girlfriend's boyfriend's business partner business partner because his ex-girlfriend what was what was the the guy who found it it was his ex-girlfriend's boyfriend's business partner oh so she had figured out based on like where they used to hang out a lot this is probably where they hit it and so she was like they're going around some locations and when they got there they seemed like a bunch of people like like these like like, these two physics professors were there and they had the picture book with them they're like okay this is probably it and so yeah. they asked him, and he's like, yeah, that's it. Go dig it up. So they spent, like, three hours that day. He hid it in the shadow of some cross or something. And so they found it. They dug it up. And then it didn't come out. I think it was, like, BBC investigated them. And it came out that he was basically a fraud because, you know, he found out from his ex-girlfriend. But, okay. <laughs> but it was really cool. That's and, cool. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I'll be thinking, there's a lot of things we could do instead of getting a job. A lot of things. Okay. Uh, I have like you, the way have you ever heard of the Force Finn treasure hunt? No. It's this guy, Force Finn. Is this the guy in Arizona? I don't remember. Okay. I didn't actually look at location. I was this is like this was literally last night, two in the morning. I watched this video about that first treasure hunt, and there was a video of this guy's treasure hunt right under that. So I watched that too. No one's found this guy's yet. So this is open for the taking. He okay. hid over a million dollars worth of art and all this stuff and put it somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. And no this one's one, found it. I, th- I might have heard of this I one. think you probably have. It's been pretty famous, but no one's found it. There have been like seven or eight people that have died looking for it. And he said he's not going to go back and get it until it's worth over $10 million. So Where are the clues? I don't know. Wikipedia didn't have that on there. And the video wasn't that specific. It was mostly about everyone who died going for it. But How are they dying? They're climbing the Rockies? Yeah, they're just there and they get stuck or they get lost or they just don't leave until they find it and they die because they can't find it. But he said people have come within like 200 yards, 50 feet, but they haven't found it. What? So that's an option. We go, we live in the Rockies for a year, we find it. Or try to find it. Oh, talking about, okay, so let me go back. So his the guy's picture book, the yeah. way, so he had animals and people in every picture. And the way you were supposed to solve this, because this would not be something I could solve. Uh-huh. You would take, every, he had a picture and there was a border around the picture. And there were words all around the border, all four page, all four corners, or words everywhere. And so you would take whatever it was—it was a, it was a human, animal, whatever. You would take, draw a line from its right eye through its right foot to a letter, from its <laughs> left eye to its left foot to a letter, right eye through right hand to a letter, right left eye through left foot to a letter, and you would get like four letters from every page, what? and that would give you a phrase. And then you would take the first letter of every phrase and make another long phrase, and then you'd have to unscramble them to make words. That someone solved. Oh, no, that was a fraud. That was a fraud. Yeah, so that's how I got solved. Okay, I was just saying, no one solved that. I couldn't solve that. Well, how would you know to do that? I don't know. Okay, so what you're telling me is there's a million dollars in the Rocky Mountains in art. Yes. I think it was like some raw, it was like some, there's like pictures, and there's like crowns and jewelry, Precious, I don't know. This but is real. This, this is, is real life. This no is real one's life found this yet. Treasure. So, 
So do you want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> we got to try, right? We can't not look for that. But that was one option. I have more. Wait, um, I like this option. You like this option? I like this option a lot. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll table it for now. Let me, I okay, got okay, a few okay. more to go through. Um, so next option, we get into politics. <laughs> Hold on. I know. Hold on. We run for office. We get elected. I don't know how high we have to go to accomplish this, but so we reinstate prohibition. <laughs> we retire. We become speak or bootleggers, open a speakeasy, and then become a gaspy. I've always thought it'd be awesome to open up like a 1920s club like that, like a speakeasy. I love the word speakeasy. Whoever like, made that word, genius. Great job. Dude, my applause. If we. Like, I think there's something cool about, like, a hidden club. Yes! Like, you walk in and it's a library, but if you pull a book, you walk down a little tunnel, and you're in this, like, 1920s retro club. Yeah, like... Everyone's like, got white gloves on. Like, that part of Molly's game where, like, she kind of has, like, this back deal business where there's a secret poker club somewhere. Yep. That was really cool. Having something like that would be awesome. And I couldn't think of anything, like, like a speakeasy other than a speakeasy for today. What if we did, uh... I mean, it could it, today it could be like a marijuana club. <laughs> it's hard to avoid that though. Like, we're yeah. gonna have to inhale all that smoke. Um, did, so I read this article where so prohibition, I believe, happened like 1890s, and then again in the 1920s. Like it happened twice. I didn't know it happened the first time. So, and Coca-Cola was invented in like 1886 or something. But when prohibition happened, people stopped drinking alcohol. That's when soda fountains popped up. Ooh. Okay. Side, yeah. side idea. We tried to make soda illegal and then have a speakeasy <laughs> for Coke. That, there would be a lot of money in that. A lot of money in that. That would be wild. Oh, yeah. Also, there was cocaine that used to be in Coke. We can bring that back. There used to be cocaine and then they couldn't put it we'll in We'll go back anymore. to the roots. Back to the roots. All right. I okay. like that option, too. Option two. I like the treasure one better, though. All right. Well, hold on. Option three. Uh... Janitor in Antarctica make 1.5k a week. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I don't know what made me Google jobs in Antarctica after I saw this or came up with the politics idea, but I was like, who works in Antarctica? All right, so what are they making about? 70,000 a year ish? For a janitor in Antarctica? What are they cleaning? The snow? I don't know. The ice? It said janitor maintenance specialist. So you're helping fix things, you're keeping the building up and running. I actually met someone recently, I forgot who it was, and they went to Antarctica for fun. Who was there for fun? Well, I'm talking about going there for a job. I don't know what I'd do. They really enjoyed it, though. Really? But there's got to be nothing to... Like, I imagine it's like an out, like a base. A lot of Fortnite in Antarctica. You get that. <laughs> if you, I don't you know. You get some like, Xbox Live connection down there? I don't know what region you'd be in. You'd be in the like, A region. Just total Antarctica. Do you think there's internet down there? There's got to be. How do they send stuff back? That's a good point. Maybe they send ravens. Or <laughs> hey. they just tie the notes to penguins. Penguins down there? Or penguins? I think penguins are down there. Those polar bears aren't down there. Polar bears aren't in the south? Yeah, they are. What, what about polar? that whole joke about polar bears? Like, Well, now I forgot it, but right, there's like that riddle or something. Oh, know. here's a riddle for you. Okay. Okay, wait, let me remember it. <laughs> All right. Name me a spot on Earth where you can walk a one mile south, one mile west, and one mile north and end up in the same spot. One mile, so one mile in each cardinal direction end up in the same spot. Yep. 
one mile south, west, and north, and you end up in the same spot. Treadmill. No, no, no. We're, we're on treadmill. the globe. We're on the globe. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say Australia. <laughs> no, TC. One of them's easy. What? North Pole is the first one. Everyone says North Pole. Walk south, walk west, walk north. You're at the North Pole. Oh, okay. Okay. But there's another one. Is this the one I'm supposed to figure out? This is the hard one. How is it not Australia? It's Well, it might be Australia. But actually, no, I don't think it is. No, it's not. There's nothing I'm going to get from this rail. It's good. This, right. is what, this, this is what Elon Musk asks all his uh, candidates. This is what he asks to hire them? This is what he asks. That's good. That's like... Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yeah. You start at a point, I guess it would be two miles above the South Pole, to where when you walk down a mile and then you walk west a mile, your west walk is one mile around. So you walk around the entire Earth in one mile and you're back to the same spot. Yeah, I wouldn't get that. It, it's impossible, but if you get that, you're hired. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, so like you start two miles north of the South Pole, you walk down a mile, now you're at a part where, actually, it doesn't have to be two miles, but when you walk west one mile, you end up where you started before you started walking west. I'm going to believe you, simply because this involves a little bit of math and picturing, and I just don't have that in me right it's now. It's very interesting. So he has to have a different riddle right now because people apparently know. Yeah, it's on YouTube. He has got. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what his riddle is now. Like, do you ever hear new riddles anymore? They're always the same. You always hear the same ones. You know, dog. What's your go-to riddle? Uh, like the one about how far does a dog have to run into the woods before he's running out? Or maybe did I spoil it? I don't know. It's halfway. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the one I use? I don't remember. What happens once in a moment? Right. Ooh, ooh, what can't you keep until you give? Uh, secret. Okay. Well, I was going to say promise, so technically you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happens once in a minute, twice in a moment, never in a thousand years? M. Nice. Now, have you heard about the one with uh, a son and his, a dad and his son get in a car accident? Oh, the, the, the mother is his doctor or something. Yes. Okay, yeah. good. All right, so those are the only yeah, two riddles. You come full circle these riddles after a few years. Full circle, like at the South Pole. <laughs> or, yeah, sure. Do you remember that? We had that one night, freshman year, we were in Caitlin's dorm room, just telling each other riddles for like two hours. Yeah, I remember that. Those riddles are so fun. Riddles are fun. Wait, when you get when you get some fresh ones, I love them. I wonder if we should, we should just go buy a riddle book. Do they make see, riddle books? I don't know. I feel like they have. I feel like I have a joke book on my bookcase at home from like I have 2002. a joke. Yeah, I have a joke book. I feel they have to be it's called the Jokopedia. <laughs> okay. Um, so are getting those, back on topic. Are those the three options, or are there more? No, there's more. All right, so we have Treasure Chest, uh, Antarctica Janitor, Speakeasy. Prohibition. Yes. Okay. Um, this one is a little similar to the Treasure Chest. So we take a year off. We take two, We take however long off we need off from whatever we're doing. We go live in the woods. Full year. We find Bigfoot. Or we die trying. We or die until trying. The, until the year's up. We would die trying. Yes. It doesn't have to be Bigfoot. It could be the Yeti. There's no Yeti. There's no Bigfoot. I'm an anti-Bigfoot Okay, guy. okay. We could go to Florida get an apartment near the Everglades, and just go explore the Everglades. I don't like that option because I don't like mosquitoes and bugs and alligators. Where's the money coming in here? I don't know. See, that's the only flaw <laughs> in all of this is I don't know how we make money and live at the same time. But That is my least favorite option. Well, okay. Well, we find him. We get some pics. We bring back feces. I feel like we need feces for people to believe us. It'll just be like... 
Uh, and then we retire and sell our story, or sell Bigfoot to bring them back. Now we could go down there for a year, make up we find them, and sell it and lie to America. Oh, that reminds me. Here's a hypothetical for you. Okay. You're the first person on Mars. Okay. And you're tasked with creating a catch line like Neil Armstrong did when he landed on the moon. You need a phrase, a statement on oh, the first step yeah. on Mars that is going to encapsulate the greatest achievement in human history. What do you say? Very, very tricky. I'll tell you what I do while you think. Okay. I thought about this for a while. And I think it comes down to, I turn the camera on. I'd start saying some cheesy thing. And halfway through, I'd start screaming and saying, what is that? (laughs) And then the camera dies. So everyone on Earth thinks that we're not alone. That's great. Then you, you care about your mission. You don't contact NASA or SpaceX. Great, great idea. You come back according to plan. You scratch yourself up a little bit, tear your clothes. You're a hero. You sell your story. Millionaire. They name schools after you. The whole time you're just a liar. That's good. (laughs) That's good. You know. Is that bad? It's not bad. So mine is a little different. And it's not even exactly a catchphrase. So More honorable? You can decide. So you turn on the camera. I'm standing a little bit away. I just kind of like give it a look for a second. Pull out a Mars bar. Man, that's good. That's it. That's genius, sir. Okay. All right, so Bigfoot. Close second for now. Uh, last few are a little bit more serious. Become an au pair. I don't know if guys can do that. I don't even know what that is. It's like the, like you go and you live with some foreign family and take care of their kids. Or teach them English or something. So you're a nanny. Basically. But you're living in your... But international. You're an yeah. international nanny. Yes. I'd rather be the international man of mystery. Okay. That's fair. Maybe. Um, you go work whatever it takes to do to do Deli's Catch on Discovery Channel. You're out there in the middle of the storm pulling in fish left and right. Try not to go overboard. Try not to go overboard. Tell the camera guy, get out of the way. <laughs> I, like, those kind of shows I really enjoy. That's, like, the good TV. It, it's really good. Like, Gold Rush is amazing. I don't know if you've seen Gold Rush. I haven't seen it in years. Love I love that show. Deadliest Catch is, like, along the same lines. I always thought it'd be fun to get out there and, like, yeah. fight nature. Like, At least you're not sitting at a desk. One of my favorite things to, like... Uh, I go through these cycles. Like, you get on, like, this YouTube binge. Three or four times just this year alone, I've gone back to watching ships in giant storms. And it's just, like, some GoPro really? set, on the, set on the little mast, and you're just watching these giant waves come down. The ship barely makes it to the top and starts going <laughs> back down. Like, imagine being on a boat out. during that. It'd be insane. That Especially if you're just trying to fish the whole time. Those, okay. All right. Uh, I, I like that one. Top three right now. There was a $5,000 for a month piano teacher in Japan. It was like a three-month okay. job, and you just teach kids how to play the piano. So, I don't know how to play the piano, but I feel like they don't know how either, so they wouldn't know. And you said 5000 a month? Yeah, for three months. Okay. All right. And everything, everything, like your li- living expenses was included. Y- so here's the problem with that. You're going to have to learn Mandarin. In Japan, not China. Oh, Japan. Yeah. You're going to have to learn Japanese. You don't have to. You just sit down and start jamming at the well, keys? Well, I feel like, yeah, yeah. They learn by example. You just get them to teach the basic, uh, you write out music note. I don't know. I don't know anything about music. I don't know how you teach people music. You'd, 
you'd have so, to first learn how to read music, then you'd have to learn how to play piano, then you'd have to learn Japanese, then you have to go over there and live. I feel like I can fake at least one of those. So <laughs> definitely the piano playing. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad. All right, all right, yeah, hit that key. Da, da, da. Um, okay. And the last one. Get famous on Ninja Warrior. That was all I wrote down. I don't know. <laughs> American Ninja Warrior? Japanese. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not racist. I can pick it whatever. I'll tell you this. The Japanese one is ten times better. Yes, it is. But I don't know if they make it anymore. It used to be on uh, G4. It used, be, it used to be on all the time. It used to be on G4. I loved watching it. That show. Remember the Fireman? Yeah. He was sick. The Fireman. And there was the, the gas guy. station owner. Remember him? I don't know if I remember the gas he station He was owner. so good. I remember the guy that worked on like a fishing ship. And he had like uh, less than one percent body fat, and he was like <laughs> always like one of the top guys when I was watching. Dude, him. that show we used to watch that all the time. It used to be like, oh, it's four thirty. Let's go watch Ninja Warrior at home. And then they they made American Ninja Warrior with Christine Leahy, and it's just not. Did the, she run so, that? She, no, she's the like commentator on the. Side I didn't lines. know that. She's wow. on the American version. Now she's on Cowherd. She's getting a new show. Is she really? Did you hear about that? No. Like two days ago, she's yeah, she's done with the herd now. She had her last day today. Good for her. Well, she's getting her own show on FS1. I like but her. yeah, I, I I love her. She's amazing. That show though is incredible. I am a huge fan of that show. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind start to train for it. I think it'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Like, there's just an age where you realize, wow, I don't really ever have an option to do an obstacle course unless I join the military. Or yeah. Get on the shoulder. <laughs> and this is right. like the easier of the two options. All right. So here's my choice. Okay. I'm all in on the treasure hunt. Treasure hunt is good. Like, National Treasure is one of my favorite movies. Like, it's in my top ten. This, I would be Benjamin Gates. Okay. And you could be my John Voight, or you could be my Riley. But we'll Which one f- was John Voight? He's the dad. Oh, is he the dad? Okay. He's the dad. I told you. You need him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to find our Dr. Brown, though. Okay. I'll tell you right now, I don't know anything about living in the wilderness. I, do we have to live in the wilderness? I don't know. Like, do you think we could just go out there every day? I feel like we'd have to, like, spend nights in the forest <laughs> trying to figure out, like... We'd have a tent. Well, yeah, but, like... We wouldn't have to be, like, bare grills out there making hammocks and, like, fires. I guess we'd that's true. We'd have flint. We'd have... There's probably civilization food. close to the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And there's... Think about it. This guy had to get a million dollars worth of art to this hiding space. It, it can't be that treacherous. Can it? That's true. He yeah. had to get a million dollars of art. I'm imagining big pictures and sculptures. All right. He's, he did not bury that. There's no way. He, well, no he way he could have sealed it and buried it. It's probably it. in a cave. That's what I was thinking. It's probably in a cave somewhere. Probably in a cave. You got to move a rock or something and it's in there. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's something about a treasure right, That's what I'll do here. for next week. We'll figure out what his clues are. We'll try to solve the clues on here. I love that. We'll do that. Okay. That's the next episode. All right. Cool. <laughs> but gosh. No, no one, no one listens to this. Is gonna go find that. We're good. No one's that. Yeah, this is us. Sorry, dibs. Dibs, it's ours. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about the draft? Yeah, that's definitely the next one. All right, let's talk about the draft. Um, what a night. I'll start with that. What a night. Oh yeah. There's nothing better than realizing, like, just having this one night out of this entire summer where the NFL is back for a period of yeah. few days. Um. So. I thought it was one of the most intriguing drafts in a while. I was so I excited coming into it. I think it lived up to the hype. I'm so glad Baker went one. I'm amped up to see what he does in two, three years. It's like, the Browns are back. The Browns are all in. They have a great front office now. 
as soon as they, I think Hugh Jackson gets fired midway through the season. I just feel like that's coming. He needs to, and they're hundred percent in. Yeah. Did you see John Dorsey? Did you see that video where he called Baker? No, I didn't. He's so he's in the office or whatever, and he's like, he gets Baker on the phone. He's like, "Son, we're gonna bring you in." Like he's a total hick. I'm gonna have to go watch that. Looks like he's got like a big dip in his mouth. Like this guy is a total alpha male, just like football guy. I'm going Baker Mayfield. That's that. I love every second of it. Uh, Jacob Morgan, he's a Browns fan. Yeah. He he did not like the pick, though. He did not like the pick. He wanted Rosen badly. Why? I don't know. Rosen's growing on me. He's growing on me, too. Uh, I liked a lot what he said last night about nine mistakes were picked ahead of me. That is good to hear. What's the difference between Josh Rosen and a horse? Trick question. Nothing. <laughs> like, someone said, wow, he's got a long face. And then that's all I can see. Wow. He does have a long face. Have you ever seen um, Insidious? Yes. No, no, no. Not, I'm sorry. What, what's it called? Shoot. The one with the skinny man. The the crooked man. Slend- Slender Man? Slend- uh, I was going to say, know. that's what I think of when I think skinny not man. Not Insidious. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. He looks like him. Was, was my point. He's an ugly dude. He's an ugly dude. But I like that he's very intelligent. That's what everyone keeps saying. He is. He really is. And I like that... Uh, I like his ball uh, throwing motion. I think he's gonna be good. I like the chip on his shoulder. I do too. I think he. I think it could surprise. Very, very similar to Aaron. Rodgers. We talked about this last night. Yep. Very similar to Aaron Rodgers. It's freaky. All right. So you've had a night to sleep on it. Give me your Darnold thoughts when when you first picked him. You were there with me. You looked happy. Ready for started? Darnold. So ready for Darnold. Five QBs on the roster. Two got to go at least. I want yeah. Teddy to stay. I don't think he will, based off what I'm hearing. Like, especially He's the stuff with his health. Up. I hate it for him. Uh, so Petty's gonna be gone. I guess we'll keep Hack if we need a third QB. Yeah. And then Darnold sits behind Josh McCown and just kind of learns. I think that's gonna be the best thing for him is to learn from Josh McCown because Manziel said he didn't really learn anything until McCown came to Cleveland and kind of taught him how to prep for games okay. and all that stuff. That's gonna be great for Darnold. I think you're right. Uh, so I can't wait. I'm super hyped. Okay. Uh, I like it, dude. What was your favorite pick last night? Favorite pick? Ooh. So I really like the Browns taking Baker. I feel like it's kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, I think the best pick was probably... I was a big fan of how the Niners drafted. Okay. Last year they had that incredible, you know, just great drafts. Yep, And this Thomas. year, I think, because they had the great... They like they had Edmonds still there. They had... Uh, yeah, Derwin. Like, Derwin was still there. Vita. They could have gone pretty much in any direction they wanted, and they stuck to, all right, we got to build a team, we need another tackle. Because did you see they uh, dealt... They dealt that guy to the pass yeah, today. to the pass. So bringing in a pass, like, you know, grapples guys on tackle. I really like... Yeah, I think you're right. And John Lynch is doing a really nice job. Yeah, he is. He's kind of flashy, which I'm not a huge fan of. He does a lot of media stuff, which I'm not a huge fan of. But last night it was a it was a solid conservative pick. Got a tackle. Yeah. Didn't go Ruben Foster flashy. He could have traded down too. I like that he stuck and just kind of all right. We we need this guy. Yep. because We're not going to get him. Didn't get a guy with like a lot of attitude problems. It was just a solid pick. I like the mindset. He didn't trade up. Good stuff by the Niners. Yeah, I really like the Roquan pick. As a Packers fan, I hated it more than anything. But I think he's going to be really good in Chicago. I, do too. I think he's going to be really good for years. Chicago is definitely on the up. Uh, 
if Trubisky got even marginally better than last year, with yeah. Allen Robinson there, they're going to have a way better offense. Jordan Howard's going to have a way easier time running the football. Yep. Their um, their defense was already good last year. Yeah. I think it's going to be better. Another pick that I thought was really good was, uh, which was, I mean, it was obvious, it was a no-brainer, but the Broncos picking Chubb is going to be terrifying. Because yes. I think Mayock said it last night, if Case Keenum is just as good, if not marginally better than Peyton was at the end of his career. So You're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Building that really defense with, especially if they put him next to Von Miller, what are you going to do? Yeah, That's going to be almost impossible to block. That was a great pick. I love the Colts pick. I like the Colts they pick. They need that line. Yeah, they they need it, and they're, they're paying for not having an O-line right now. So that was a really nice pick. Uh, yeah, it was good. What was your worst pick? My worst pick was uh, Calvin Ridley. Really? Okay, we'll talk about that in a sec, because that's, that's an argument. My worst pick was... I still don't even remember his name. Rashad Penny? Oh, that was an awful pick. To the Seahawks. That was an awful pick, sir. So the Seahawks now, in my opinion, they still don't have a running back. They don't have anyone to block for Russell Wilson or their running back. What are they doing? They, because even when Mayock was describing him, he's like, oh, he's a really good returner. He's a quick and shifty guy. That's not a Seahawks running back. Yep. That's not, like, it doesn't sound like the guy Pete Carroll would even want. He sounds like a J.D. McKissick clone, and they already have him. He, they could have gone out in the second round. Yeah. Like, they are a team that needs O-line more than anything. Yeah, I saw on Twitter last night, uh, one of the reporters I follow, he was talking about a lot of teams I know didn't have this guy in their top three running backs, except for apparently Seattle. Well, here's the other thing. Chris Carson looked good at the end of the year. Yeah. I think I they could have waited on RB. They need – your RB's nothing but an O-line. And I get there weren't as many flashy – like, a lot of them went kind of in the middle of the round. Yeah, they didn't but have trade, a lot trade back. Trade back. Don't. I mean, that was just a waste of a pick. They yeah, could have like, they could have taken. They, they could have taken another corner. They still don't have a corner. I know they signed. Uh, they re-signed one of their guys today, but who late? No, he was the guy that they had him, and then they traded him to the Dolphins. Oh, Browner. It was Browner. I don't remember. He's not great. The Seahawks are in shambles, and I absolutely love every second of it. Yeah, they're like I'm honestly think like it's hard to bet against Russell Wilson. But they're looking like they might be bottom of the division this year. Russell is similar to Rodgers, carrying a horrible roster. Oh, yeah. If he goes like if he gets hurt this year, they're a two-win team at best. Dude, Russell Wilson, mad respect for him. I think I think he's a top-five QB easily. I love watching I, him. I, I, I'd argue for top three for him. Yeah, I would too. I think he's incredible. He's so good. All right, do you want to talk about Calvin Ridley? Yes, because I think it's – they could have made a better pick, but I think – I think Ridley was probably the best player available right there. And I think he was, like, he's going to help the team. Here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going to start with this. The Falcons are the Twitter of the NFL. All right. Flashy, not real life, fugazi, everything's for show, finesse. It's horrible. Okay. So let me just start with that. This is a Twitter pick. This is a pick that's going to appease the fans. They'll buy jerseys. It's flashy. It's showy. It gets ratings. It gets ratings. Agree with you. There's no substance here. It's a total disaster. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. I think you're going to love it. This hit me this morning. Because when they made this pick, <coughs> it felt wrong. It did. It felt it did. fishy. I felt like it was Something wrong Something was off. Something felt wrong about it. So I was thinking about this for all last night before I went to bed. When I woke up this morning, I hopped in the shower, 
just going through my mind. Arnav was texting about it, and then it hit me. I was on my way to the bus, and I was like, all right, this is it. This is what I think is going on in Atlanta. Julio Jones deletes his account right. last week. Yeah, all that stuff happened. He has yet to come out and deny he's not mad. He didn't come out and make a statement, did he? He put a picture on Instagram congratulating Calvin Ridley. Okay. I don't remember if he said anything like, we're going to tear it up or not. I'll look real quick. Like, keep going. So he deletes his social media. All the Falcon stuff. I think he's very mad. I think he's mad that they hired Sark. I think he's mad that he's not part of the game plan. I think there's serious dissent there, and that's why he deleted all this stuff. So here's what I think happened. I think Dimitrov panics. And to try and appease the face of the city, the face of the franchise, Julio Jones, he says, okay, we're going to take Calvin Ridley. Now, this also, I think, means Sarkeesian's on a very short leash. Because I think that to appease Julio and make him happier... They gave Sark another piece to work with. And if you their, yeah. their offensive roster is ridiculously loaded. It's insane. If Sark can't make it work, it's pitiful. So I think his leash is very short right now because if he can't get this working, and I think they made this pick just for him, it's they're in big trouble. Because Sark worked with Julio at Bama. Yeah, for very so shortly. I really think that Sark went to him, to Dimitrov, and said, we got to get this guy and our offense will be humming. And, and Dimitrov said, okay, but this is it. You now have – there's no weakness on that offense. No, not at all. So I think it was partly Sark is on a short leash and they had to give him his final piece for no more excuses or you're gone, in part to appease Julio and try and get him uh, a partner in crime. But I think there's serious issues going on in the organization of Atlanta. I don't agree – or I'm sorry, I don't disagree with any of that. Okay. I think you're perfectly right. If, I think if Sarkeesian is – like if they're not averaging more than – 21 points a game by the third week, he's got to like, find someone yeah. else. There's no reason to take that offense and destroy it. Because that's all he did after Shanahan left, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why he wanted to change anything around. But I still i am incredibly biased. But I still think it's true. I think Ridley's the best receiver in this draft right now. He's <sighs> definitely the most day-one-ready prospect coming in. I totally disagree. Okay, that's fine. But regardless, he could be a number one wide receiver on any team. He's only six foot. You know who else is less than six foot? Odell Beckham. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Doug Baldwin. Steve Smith. Antonio. Antonio. There's a, like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Steve was, Smith said it last night. That was, that, that was a dumb point. That was a dumb point. So, I think he's going to come in and do absolutely fine. And I don't, like, think Matt Ryan's great. I think he could have gone to a better team with a better quarterback, but it doesn't matter. You can't put the both of those guys one on one. They're gonna have to pick somebody to not cover as well, and that's gonna help the run game. It's gonna help Julio get open. It's gonna help everything, unless Sark just screws it up, which I think he will. Which I think he will. The problem with Ridley is he's not technical enough. That if you say that one more time, I'm gonna lose my mind. He's he's not a technical route runner. All you do, he is incredibly technical when he's playing off of his corner. He knows what to do to get the corner out of his way without ever touching. He trips over his feet. It was on turn. He rounds off routes. Doesn't matter. Some people, some guys falls. like that. He's out of position. <sighs> He's not consistent in his route running. Matt Ryan's going to tear into him. As watching him play for three years, he's a great. He is just as good as Cooper was in Alabama with less production because of a horrible quarterback. If he finally has a quarterback that puts it anywhere near him, he'll be fine. 
And I think Matt Ryan can accomplish that. This was a social media pick. I don't disagree with that. This was a social media pick, regardless if Ridley is good or not. Okay. But Falcons are in turmoil. If it works out, they're going to skyrocket to the top. They are yeah. going to challenge the Saints for sure. Yeah. Because if Trufant stays healthy, that defense can actually be scary. They like they came on a lot at the end of the year with their pass rush. Yeah. So, uh, are the Steelers on death row? <laughs> they still haven't taken a quarterback. I feel like this has to be Big Ben's last year, if not no, last no, two no, years. No, 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 he's fine. So? No, he's got another four, I think. Another four? Dude, they still got Antonio Le'Veon. Their defense is... Le'Veon, it's... Who they we... end up picking last night? Uh, oh, the safety. Yeah. Edmonds. They, they, uh, yeah. They're going to be fine. I'm not worried about the Steelers. Okay. They're going to be fine. I mean, they they got torched by Jacksonville, but... What do they do if Bell they, doesn't play? He'll play. He'll play. I don't know. Dude, they got Antonio. They got Juju. I feel like there's a lot more problems at that. I'm not a Mike Tomlin. I'm sorry. I'm not a... Uh... Yeah, Mike Tomlin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a Mike Tomlin fan. Not Sumlin. <laughs> I always get him and Sumlin mixed yeah. up with A&M. But, okay, they're very emotional. They're an emotional team. Oh, for sure. But I think that... They got still got the triple Bs. Now they've got Juju. I like their tight end. And they're, they're just rebuilding their defense. They just got to get back up to par. Dick LeBeau left a couple years ago. They lost a couple corners. Uh, Shazier went down. Give them a year or two to rebuild that defense. They'll be fine. Big Ben's still playing good. Yeah, if they have another slow start like they did at the beginning of this yeah. year. Yeah, that's true. Because I don't think the Browns... The Browns are going to be at least an eight-win team. I, I mean... I could see the Browns pushing them this year for I the division. See. I really I mean, could. Ravens aren't going to be good. Uh, uh, Bengals are one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, but they all like the Bengals always manage to just have some stupid game against the Steelers where yeah, you know, there's a like fight. A Thursday night game. The the Bengals get a 15 yard penalty. And yeah. they're able to win the game. Like I don't know. Division games. Maybe they'll lose a couple of the Bengals. I don't know. I, I think still like if they don't get worst. their act together. I think the Steelers are going to find themselves like easily in a race for third or second. Marv Lewis is a joke. Yeah, uh, they're relevant. To me. He's worse than my Tomlin. Um, <laughs> I think the Steelers will be fine, though. Okay. I really like what the Pats did last night. I I did too. I like what they did a lot. I think because Belichick rotates out running backs so often. I think having a running back that all right, this guy's our pass catcher. He is going to be an in between the tackles runner. He can catch and uh, pass block. That Georgia New England pipeline is strong. It's been two years. No. Well, they, Malcolm they, Mitchell. Okay. Malcolm David Mitchell. Andrews. When's the last time Malcolm Mitchell played a game? Like, in the Super Bowl when he lit up the Falcons? He had, like, three catches in the fourth quarter, and that was it? He was amazing in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was clutch. Okay. but He played great in the playoffs that year, too. Yeah, so the Pats got two tackles now. They added Georgia's tackle. They got the tackle from the Yep, Niners. and they're back. They have a good running back. They're, yeah, they did yeah, really they're good. they're back. They did really good. They lost all those guys, and they just they just filled all the holes. They'll be good again. Yep. Um, uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about Lamar? I don't know. He does not seem like a Ravens player. I'm, I'm very, very happy he got picked in the first round because I think he's a first-round talent, and it would have been sad to see him fall. Uh, it doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't seem like – like, it's not a Ravens pick, which maybe – It's not a Ravens pick. I don't know. Remember who Ozzie Newsom said's taking over after him. Maybe he, he probably just went up to Ozzie like, look, I want this guy. Just draft him for me. Yeah. So Ozzie's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Okay, Worst part of the draft, one of the worst parts. I hated the, oh, it's time for John Gruden's second first pick for the Raiders. 
oh, this is Ozzie Newsom's last first pick for the Ravens. Oh, no, this is – like, I just <laughs> – uh, no one – like, cool. Please don't keep repeating. I don't care. It's like they I, thought it was just a great joke. And it was just ah, – come on, man. <laughs> so apparently, like, the Fox – because they added Fox to the draft now. So you have ESPN, yeah, NFL, yeah. and Fox. Apparently the ratings were highest ever. Really? Across just kind of the total viewers. Interesting. That's good. It's it's really taken off, but I I didn't like the setup in Dallas. Nah, I didn't either. It wasn't like watching. It's, it's, it wasn't Philly or Chicago. Like the draft this year wasn't like pick wise as exciting as last or yeah. last year as this year. Yeah. But just watching the draft, like I felt like, oh, this is so cool last year. Yeah. Yep. Just because of how hyped everyone was. Philly fans are fun to watch. I'll say it. Now. They're very entertaining. They're very entertaining. I respect them immensely. I do too. They're after they buttered up the the light posts so they couldn't <laughs> climb them. I was like, oh, this is a different kind of species. Uh, oh it's man, it's them and Bills fans and Pats fans are just the craziest. <laughs> like actually, Bills and Eagles. I don't think you can top those guys. I don't think so either. Just as just madhouses. If the Bills ever like finally get consistently good, that's gonna Gosh, be, gonna be wild. Man. And the Browns finally get consistently good. Like that's gonna be kind of cool too. Yeah, haven't seen them in a while. I wonder like all those fans coming out of the snow. Um, a lot of good stuff. I'm really excited about the second and third rounds tonight. Yeah. Still the Browns and Colts have a like, they're going to be yep. a totally different team coming out of this draft. They have a lot of people they're going to kick out, bring in a new regime. Because the Browns have two more picks in like the top five yeah. tonight. And the Colts have three. Like, they have like, gosh, they have dude. like one pick and then they get two back to back picks, like three picks later. My goodness, dude. Yeah. Their, their entire team's going to be um, changed. Another really bad pick. I think the Saints taking Davenport. Awful pick. Awful pick. Awful uh, pick. You give up a first rounder next year. You're betting, like, the only way this pick makes sense if it, he literally becomes, like... Like Reggie Lord, White. Yeah, a Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White. Just an absolute uh, dominant uh, pass rusher, which, he for played, a guy playing wide receiver two years ago, there's no way. UTSA, he had eight sacks this year against that competition only. Eight. Mm-mm. That's it. He was a project player to begin with. What a mistake and by that. Giving up a next, like, great for the pack. Pack had a good draft. I love what pack we did. Pack had a good draft. Jair yeah. is going to be sick. Grabbing that corner. And we got the huge. first rounder next year. We haven't had two first round picks in, I don't remember, years. It's been a long time. Years. Uh, it, it's going to be really, really, so really good. You won that, and then just the whole trading back and forth y'all did with uh, yep. whatever you did. With the you, you gained, like, another fourth rounder somewhere in there, I think. We gave up a third rounder and we got a first rounder okay. for next year. So it's a good draft. You have a corner coming in. I, I, I think he's gonna be sick. Yo, a lot of swagger. A lot of swagger. And which means what you so love. Bad. We need energy on the defense. He's gonna be really good. I talked to my mom when we earlier, right before you showed up for racquetball. She's like, I think this is a great pick. She like <laughs> never says any of this. She's like, I really like the pick. I'm like, yes, let's go. I'm a big Jair fan. Uh, I think we're in good hands. Yeah. So I think we should probably call it there. Um, yeah. Let's call it there. Uh, we'll talk about the draft next week and the treasure hunt. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to solve the treasure hunt live here. Um, and then, who knows? Everybody then will be money. <laughs> See you guys next week. See you guys.